Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. This is Cavs Insider through Fan Nation in the Sports Illustrated Media Group, and this is our Cleveland Cavaliers postgame report. After a third consecutive win, Cavs looking pretty good so far in the beginning of the season. Tonight's final score over the Orlando Magic, 103-92. to I'm Brendan Gulick along with John Rutter. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed the game tonight. There were definitely some moments where it was pretty fun to watch. There were a few frustrating moments, so we'll dive into that. <laughs> But uh, all in all, a good night for the Cavs. Best way you can support the show, by the way, since it's still a, a young season and we're new on the uh, Cavs beat this year, we'd appreciate it if you sub- uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can find the audio version of this podcast wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts and uh, CavsInsider.com, your latest, uh, all the news and info on the team. All right. Uh, a good night, I think, defensively for sure. The first half obviously didn't go well, and I think the best way to sum that up is that we found out after the game there was quite a tongue lashing at halftime. Yeah, to say it lightly, right? No one giving a whole lot of details as to what was exactly said in that halftime speech. Uh, Yeah, JB did say that he would have to wash his mouth out with soap for that one, but uh, whatever it was worked. Um, The Cavs kind of came out really uh, recommitted to defense in that second half, specifically that third quarter, Uh, 19 points surrendered. Look, this team is built on defense. They came back out and showed that they were committed to that. Um, and whatever happened in that locker room really seemed to spark Evan and Jarrett because those two were kind of the key to lead the charge there in that second half. I totally agree. And, you know, it's funny because Donovan Mitchell draws your attention so, so easily. He is such a superstar, and it's fun to watch him. Jetty Osman played great when he came in the game, you know, as he has now double-figure scoring each of the first four games of the year. But it was the development of – the Cavs big men, I thought, that really helped them get over the hump in the second half. Yeah, and those two have kind of made a concerted effort to play more off of each other, uh, specifically early here in the season. Um, Evan talked this evening about, look, he he got robbed of the preseason because of the ankle injury, so he's still kind of feeling his way through things right now. It kind of started to come together. Um, I did notice the sluggish start. 
Evan Mobley isn't a guy that typically gets blocked a whole lot, and Bull Bull got him pretty good there in that first quarter. <laughs> um, so I asked him if he maybe had a little extra motivation after that. Uh, he gave the typical Evan Mobley answer and didn't really say anything. Um, but, you know, good for him to kind of get things going offensively in that second half um, because I think that's a, that's a kind of a performance that we were all waiting for from him. And then Jared Allen, my God, 16 rebounds. Um, he was an animal on the glass tonight. Yeah, I mean, he played like a menace. He did. You know, there were points on the, uh, you know, you're watching, I don't know, uh, early third quarter for sure. That stood out to me, mid-third quarter, where you watch him play and you're like, this guy literally – has a killer instinct. I want the ball, and if it's not going in, you can't you can't rebound it from yeah. me. It, it it was it was almost like it was a mental thing more than a physical thing. Uh, and obviously, man, when he gets going, he is so difficult to play against. Yeah, and it's really um, I I kind of struggle to find accurate words I think to describe his game. Um, and I kind of hearken back to like when Andre Drummond was here and compare it to that. Like Andre was more of a physical presence down down low. And I don't necessarily think Jared is as much of a physical pe- presence. Sure, he's strong and big down on the block, but like I sense more of like finesse. Um, but there is a little bit of an edge to like the the finish on there. Like he he dunked one on Bowl and he yeah. let him know about it. Um, and Jared saying that you know whatever it was that got them sparked in the second half for him specifically, it was the defensive three second call that he got. Um, but he used that to kind of catapult himself into a, another stratosphere tonight. Uh, and good for them. Those two were able to get it done. I think 40 points between the two of them on a night where, as you mentioned, Donovan Mitchell showed that he was mortal uh, 14 <laughs> points for him this evening, still dished out eight, eight assists. But uh, you know, this is kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the season on any given night, really it can be somebody, popping off for 20 and look let's give orlando some credit here you know they're obviously young but they're a very good defensive team the offense is going to come for them you would think eventually for a, for a substantial part of the game paulo Boncaro was not really the kind of force i thought and then in the second half i mean it was it was the Bancaro show i mean he literally came out and just took over for a little while i don't know how much the Cavs really felt scared of losing the game I, I wasn't really worried about the outcome going the other way but it was pretty obvious that look there's a reason why this kid was the number one pick in the draft yeah I like to say it as you know there was never any real danger of them losing that game they were never in danger of losing that game but um every time that they pushed it out to 10 11 points Orlando came right back and that's something JB warned them warned about um he's like look this is a feisty team this is a scrappy team so we're gonna you know this isn't something that we're gonna be able to come out and cruise in by any means um and we certainly saw that tonight with like they didn't really let them get you know Cleveland could really land land the knockout punch tonight and I think that's kind of what we were waiting for um maybe we saw it there down the stretch of the last couple of minutes or so where they pushed it out to 10 11 points at the, at the end but um man every time that they raced out to a, a double digit lead it seemed like Orlando was coming right back pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely but when it comes to a great shave you don't have to shell out tons of cash Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. 
and Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so the other big storyline at the start of the game, uh, there's a change in the uh, starting lineup. And I don't know how permanent it is, but it's certainly notable. Isaac Okoro maybe didn't see quite as many minutes tonight as he had seen the first few games. Uh, and, and, you know, Dean Wade looked pretty good he obviously is is you know able to shoot it from deep and this team <laughs> likes to shoot it from beyond the three-point line right now they're the number one shooting three-point team in the nba um i want to see a little bit more before i get a real firm feeling on how i feel about that lineup but in general i thought returns were pretty good yeah dean's a very much a catch and shoot guy and we saw that very early on i think his first two baskets he knocked down catch and shoot threes from the corner um that's exactly what you want to see from him um disappointing to see the start from isaac so far this season specifically because we saw some flashes of what he could potentially provide to this offense in the preseason just has not been there in the regular season i think two points again this evening um i think he scored six points in four games you have to get more and i think perhaps maybe something that might be even more telling than just the fact that he was taken out of the starting lineup in that two guard position was the fact that Howell Neto was one of the first guys off the bench in, in relief of Donovan Mitchell early on in the game. It wasn't Isaac coming off the bench initially that I think spoke more to me as opposed to him not being in the starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, you know, we watched the game sitting next to each other. And as soon as Neto came in, I looked at you and I'm like, we both looked at you like, wait a minute, hmm. but okay. This is a little, a uh, little different, but again, it's early in the year and, and just as the guys are trying to figure things out, coaching staff is trying to figure out how all these pieces fit together. You you probably want to put Jetty on the floor, maybe even as a starter because he's playing so well. And sometimes you're used to the production coming from starters. But right now, why would you touch what's working? Because Jetty is playing as well as anybody. Yeah, he really is. Again, another double-digit performance for him. What's most telling to me about his performance and the way that he is scoring is like it seems like it comes at just the right time. We use the term spark plug for him. Um, you know, JB has put him in in certain situations. The other night, the Cavs are down 10. He puts Jetty in, and all of a sudden, the Cavs go on a run. Ten of his points again this evening coming in that first half. Um, I think he finished with like 11 or 12 tonight, so 10 of that coming in the first half when things were kind of, you know, the Cavs are going through that rocky start again. And Jetty was there to kind of help steady the ship and be a little bit of offense there to, to help buoy them into the second half. And it seems like whenever they need a boost so far this season, he's kind of been the guy to give it to him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, Mitchell, outside of Donovan. Yeah, Mitchell, Donovan's so. going to do what he does, right? I mean, we're talking about a guy that came into the night third in the league in scoring, you know, top 10 in the league in most uh, offensive categories, three-point shooting, free throws, field goal percentage, all that. Um He's he's been really good, but Jetty, I think it's. it's I don't want to say it's been surprising because we've always known what he's capable of. Yeah. 
but there were no headlines at all preseason about, hey, Jetty is going to be a huge component to this team. There were people wondering if if Jetty should be a, a trade piece. And, we, I think we kind of and we sort of you know alluded to it a little bit. Yeah, um, I wouldn't trade him right now. No, <laughs> no, certainly don't want to trade him right now. Um, and he talked about before the season started, like this is an important year for me. He said he felt like last year was his best year in a Cavalier uniform. Um, he didn't have exactly quite the stats that he's had in some of his quote unquote best years um, from a production standpoint. But he said what he liked the most about last season was that he had a defined role that was very clear and the coaching staff was very explicit about what they expected from him. I think that we see more of that this year. Um, he had a full off season to enjoy that. And let's not forget, he played for the Turkish national team over the over the summer as well. So right. he's coming in like in, in full in full shape um, and was ready to go. There wasn't a whole lot of acclimation that he needed for the season. He came in raring to go. And I think that that's something that we might be seeing early on too. And it's funny. I mean, for a, you know, you, you, you obviously recognize that you remember that. I wonder at what point they need to like manage his minutes, right. <laughs> As opposed to some of the other guys who maybe hit game 30 game 40 and they're feeling good. Is there a point where Jetty is, uh, I can't be out there for, you know, 30 minutes a game maybe it's it's i can give you 20 really good minutes we'll see i'm just speculating on that but that'll be interesting to to kind of keep your eye on that's where the um, depth i think on this team will, yeah. will certainly come into play because you and i again talked about it uh at, at press road this evening jetty kevin love those are two guys that are coming off your bench now and they were starters a couple of years ago yeah i mean how many teams are are trying to figure out what their depth looks like and the Cavs are saying, hey, we feel pretty good about a lot of these pieces. Yeah. How do we make all these work together? And whether you're coming off the bench or not doesn't matter. You, know, get a lot you of can get a substantial amount of playing time um, because we're going to mix and match different lineups. I mean, that seems to be, from how I'm interpreting this, that seems to be how JB's kind of going about this. Yeah, and he, I know that JB wanted to uh, experiment with things in the preseason because of the injuries to, of, to Dean, to... Dylan Windler to Evan, they weren't exactly able to experiment as much as they as they maybe wanted to. Um, so we're still going to see some of that tinkering early on, and that's kind of that maybe that's one of the reasons why we saw Neto come in here in that sure. situation early on against it. You know, don't want to disrespect the Magic, but they're a lesser opponent. They haven't had a win so far this season, so that might have been a good opportunity to maybe get his feet wet. And look, I think that that was a good showing for Neto tonight because heck yeah, he'd kind of I don't want he kind of had let down early, the first couple of games this year. Um, didn't necessarily see what we saw from him in the preseason. So um, he was good defensively. Uh, he was annoying defensively. Got a couple of offensive fouls uh, on Orlando or drew a couple of offensive fouls on Orlando. So it was good to see him come in and not even knock down a three. He was annoying defensively. Annoying defensively, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, look, if you're, It's a compliment. It is. It's a compliment. When you're a guy that comes off the bench and you're used as an, an energy role like that, you have to be find ways to get under your opponent's skin. He did that tonight. I um... – you know, I, I had read a comment earlier on one of our the, one of the other videos on our channel uh, asking about Dylan Windler. I, I haven't heard an update on his status. I don't get the impression that he is, you know, looking at any kind of immediate return. Um, but I don't know how you have to long start. term the prognosis is there either. I don't either, and I don't really have much of a feel or a sense for what that could be. Um, and you know, with no disrespect to Dylan, the longer this plays out, the less and less I think of a role. He's, he may potentially have with this group yeah. um, because everyone's carving out their niche right now. Jetty's another guy off the bench that's a role player. We know what Kevin provides. Um, you know, there are certain question marks. There are certain questions that are starting to be answered with this group, and 
here we are still wondering what we have in Dylan Wunlin. So three and one, uh, your one loss was obviously disappointing, but it was far from a blowout. No. Um, and your three wins have ranged from wow against Chicago to, you know, okay, pretty good in your home opener to um, maybe left a little to be desired at times, but a, a really nice second half turnaround tonight. Um, I, I'm curious your perspective on just how the beginning of this season is going based on what you thought it would. When you can win on a night where you're not at your best against an opponent um, that is obviously inferior, but you know, st- still has a knack and, you know, a kind of a, a, a way of hanging around. I think that's a good sign for your team, especially early on in the season. Look, you're going to you're going to be fighting for every win tooth and nail in this Eastern Conference when things get down to it. So to get a W against a team like Orlando, who you had on the ropes all night, weren't necessarily able to like land the the knockout punch where you're able to go up 15 or 20. Um, but you're still able to close it out in the end. I thought that was big, especially considering maybe what happened the other night. I, I agree. Um I looked at this team and thought, okay, let's figure out where this all fits together and how do they respond to adversity? Because, you know, I mean, even in the absolute best possible case scenario, you, you know, you're losing 15 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you're probably losing 25 games. Yeah. That would be a great year. Um, so, okay, what what does adversity look like? How How do you handle that? And you know, how often you look at the schedule at the end of the year and say, gosh, we, we lost to fill in the blank team. Yeah. And, and again, no offense, Orlando's probably one of those teams. I don't, I don't think Orlando is going to factor into the NBA NBA title chase. So you can't really afford to drop games and it's okay. If you're not sharp in games like that, you got to figure out a way to win. And to their credit tonight, they did. Yeah. And outside of Paolo and maybe Franz Wagner, not a whole lot of threat, not a whole lot no. of punch. But now, with that being said, they did carry it for, for a sure. large portion of times tonight. Wagner, I am more impressed with than I thought. I saw him play several times in college. Very quick. Yeah, better, better than hands. I thought. I thought, I mean, he was pretty good defensively as well. Um, I like. I was kind of using the term elusive sure. um, because he'd attack the lane with Jarrett and Evan there, and there were times where he got shots off and made some baskets in the paint, and there were some tough contested shots that he was able to pull off. 103.92, the final tonight at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Cleveland Cavaliers with a three and one start. They'll be back at it against the Boston Celtics on the road. Obviously, that's a little more meaningful game than the one uh, tonight against Orlando. So looking forward to seeing how the Cavs play on the road. And they'll be back here on Sunday against the Knicks. Also a pretty meaningful game. So back-to-back games that uh, certainly have uh, a lot of weight in them here in the East. Uh, It won't be long before the Cavs are heading out on a West Coast trip, and they're going to see some really, really good teams out in the West. So uh, some fun basketball here for the Cavs coming up the next couple of weeks. But in the meantime, 103.92, the final tonight. Every Cavs starter was in double figures. And despite a mm, sometimes lackluster first half, (laughs) uh, a nice closing stretch for the Cavs. They held off and they won tonight by 11. For John Rutter, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit after we wrapped up with Coach and Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley. If you want to catch part of that press conference, it's available over on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can certainly find it quickly there. If you uh, would like to support the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe. We've got content like this planned for you all season long, and we'd love to have you part of the conversation throughout the course of the year. CavsInsider.com for all the latest. See you soon after the Cavs win by 11 tonight.